0: Hello, and welcome to the Adulting with Autism podcast. I'm your host, April Ratchford, and I want to welcome you guys back to the podcast. I apologize. You guys will get two episodes this week. Last week was bananas. First half of the week, I was doing occupational therapy work out in Tennessee. And when I got back, super busy the end of the week. Then on top of that, other stuff, taking Zeta work. I was exhausted and there was no way I could record a podcast and do it justice. On top of that, my mic didn't get here. The mic that I got sounds much better than the previous mic that I was using. I think I sound more clear so you guys can hear me better. So I apologize. On top of that, I know you guys wanted to hear insurance stuff, but I found a topic that was much more important, especially when... Z and I were sitting here in the living room, and I was doing computer work for my job. He turns and says, "Hey, mom." I'm like, "What?" I think I'm gonna, you know, try to get every Sunday off for Kroger so I can do that. And I'm like, "What do you mean? Most places are closed on Sundays." He goes, "Well, I was gonna try to renew my permit on Sunday." Like, you cannot renew your permit on Sunday they're closed. He goes, well, you didn't tell me. I was like, it's not my job to tell you hours that you can get your permit renewed. I said you can do it Monday through Saturday, Saturday being limited hours. I am not your walking Google. You're an adult. Look those hours up. And he kind of looked at me confused, like, and of course perturbed, because remember, parental units, they are still learning and they're still in the habit of people giving them all answers. This led me to the subject I want to talk about, and that's accountability. Now, accountability is one of those things that, not really taught in school for kids with autism. They're so used to being handheld in transition in primary school that it's not a thing they even think about. And to be fair, neither are their typical peers. They're not really into the accountability thing. And that's accountability. I get excited and then then I think. So, by definition, we're going to give the word accountability okay, because I want you guys to hear the definition version. And then I'll break it down to layman's terms accountability. A noun, the fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility. Here's a sentence for you. Their lack of accountability has corroded public respect. So, in layman's terms, Responsibility is taking account of your own actions. That means being responsible for anything that you say, do, act upon, say you're going to do. It, it's on you. So it's one of those things that it's expected in your job, it's expected in higher education, it's expected in vocational school. If they tell you something or something is on a syllabus, it is your responsibility to get it done. Not their responsibility to remind you. In employment, if there's something you don't understand during your training, it's your responsibility question and go over what you don't understand. It's not their responsibility to go over every little thing. That's impossible. This is something you're going to have to learn. It's even in relationships. You don't have to be accountable for somebody else's emotions, judgments, or lack of a better term, bad decisions. But you have to be accountable by how you react to that person or reaction to them. Very confusing, I know. But you want to be responsible for everything that you you do and you say. Nothing more, nothing less. You don't have to be harsh in it. Don't have to be rude by it. It's a thing. You'll notice in everyday life, people don't want to take accountability in their actions. What they do is weaponize the word victim, where they spin everything around and take everything into the victim mode. And you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be stereotyped as that that has autism that plays the victim. Don't do that. That's promoting a stereotype and it's not doing you any justice and it's not doing your peers any justice either. This is causing more stigma and it's great. And I'll give you an example of why you don't want to be weaponizing the day you are working and you make the mistake of not following through On cleaning up everything you were supposed to do in your job. The answer is when your boss says, hey, you didn't do this. I, you know, this is in your job description, yada, yada, yada. You take accountability saying, oh, I'm sorry, it's my mistake. I didn't ask how detailed we were supposed to be in cleaning up the counter or reorganizing, whatever the victim mode is. Well, I wasn't taught to do that, so it's not my fault that I didn't get this. Complaint. How many times have you heard that? You've heard it quite a bit, I'm sure you've used it quite a bit. So, not taking accountability, don't be that person. You're going into adulthood, you don't want to be the adult that doesn't take accountability. And you know, lots of adults that don't take accountability. A lot of them, there's a lot of shows that have that. They're quite entertaining, but it does you no good. Another thing I want to take note of is, and I'll speak more in depth on it later, is standing up for yourself, especially in employment. Just because you have autism and just because it may be your first job, it may be a new job, nobody has the right to talk to you inappropriate. You deserve to be spoken to like a human being. You deserve to be respected. You don't have to be rude about it, but you need to interrupt it. If somebody is yelling at you, you need to say, hey, you don't have to yell. I can understand you just fine in a normal voice. What is the problem? It needs to be said. In criticism, you can take constructive criticism, which is, hey, you know you did a really great job here, but we need you to improve if you hear a bunch of more that's being again, hey, we love the great job you're doing here, but we need you to improve here to be more successful in this role. That's constructive criticism. I don't want to take this deconstructive criticism, which is I can't believe you don't know how to do that. You're so lazy and so just not uh, i can't believe i have to show you what are you stupid that is deconstructive criticism and really if anybody in power is talking to you that way you need either a need to reevaluate if you really want to work for these people or b look at that person and say listen here i understand you are my boss i don't appreciate you talking to me that." I can understand just fine what you need me to do. I just need you to explain what you want me to do here to get better. If that type of behavior from your boss continues, you need to go speak to somebody in human resources or compliance. That's uncalled for. Make sure you stand up for yourself. When you are employed, you need to read the employee handbook to see what is acceptable and what is not. When you go to school, You need to read the student handbook. Is it long, big, and boring? Absolutely. Is employee handbook boring? Absolutely. But if you don't know what you're getting into, you might want to skim that to understand rules and regulations. Especially if you're out of your element and you're not going to have any backup. You want to be able to have something to fall back on to back up any point that you feel that you've been misjudged on or you feel that it hasn't been fair to you. And like I said, in a later episode, I will get into the American Disabilities Act because it's one of those things you should know, you should understand, so you know exactly where your rights are for somebody is disabled and that's something they don't teach in school something nobody thinks to explain to people on the spectrum you have right and nobody has the right to make you feel bad i want to stay on that the other thing that i found important talk to you guys is fighting yourself now pride is something that is nuanced what you want to be is proud of the way you look how you feel about yourself projects when you go out into the world. If you are projecting an idea of yourself as being sad, just pathetic, handsome or pretty, or you feel uncomfortable because you may be bisexual, non-binary, trans, or you feel uncomfortable just being you, it does project and it follows. Take pride into who you are. You don't have to be like anybody else on this planet you don't we love you for who you are because if i know you hear this a lot if the fandom is all the same be real boring and let's be real Most of the greatest things on this planet came from people who were not the status quo. Look at Einstein's hair. Come on. Come on now. Do you think that was status quo? Or Steve Jobs wearing the same exact thing every day so he didn't have to think about what he was going to wear the next day? So these are monumental people creating great things, not really caring about the status quo. However, coming with the status quo, you do need to be hygienic. Because that's, my friends, is important. I know some of you have little issues with textures and smells. You're going to have to find a way around it. Because hygiene is usually the first thing in the rule book. It's it's a thing. And being presentable. So while, yes, we want you to be you, you still have to have hygiene. You still have to be presentable. It's just a fact of life. Because hygiene, if you don't have it, it's going to bruise in some smells and bacteria growing on your skin that gets real gross and if you don't believe me go google some pictures it'll change your mind number two nobody wants to get next to somebody who smells like have you ever been in somebody's room and it smells so hideous there are tears forming in your eyes and the animals won't go in there You don't want to be that person. Believe me, Z has been that person where I have gone into his room and I don't know what kind of stench came out of there, but there were tears in my eyes because I knew how to find and decontaminate it and the animals would not, the cats, the cats wouldn't even go in there. They would just run and scream. Don't be that person. I'm so glad he's outgrown that. He showers every day, smells good when he goes to work. We're still working on... A routine of you need to get a haircut every two days and keep your beard trimmed so you look like a presentable young man versus someone who came off the streets there's a difference however that's all i wanted to talk about today because i think it's very important it was just something that was on my brain and something that you know has affected z so i'm sure it has affected him it has affected some of you I wanted to get it out there. Um, I will get this episode out ASAP and I will go, of course, back to my regularly scheduled programming of releasing content on Friday. As always, I'm on all the major platforms. I thank you for the downloads. I really do appreciate it. If you can't find me, I'm on Spotify, Apple, Audible, Google Podcasts, you name it. I'm probably on it. Until Friday, I wish you a good night and I will talk to you guys Friday.